Hey everyone! Before we get started, I just want to let you know that your input can directly make our shows better. One of the biggest ways to support your favorite shows here is by rating and commenting on iTunes. All of our shows are available in Apple Podcast form on iTunes, and all you have to do is search for AfterBuzz and your favorite show title. Once you're there, leave the show a rating and a comment on why you like the show or any comments you have for the hosts. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to continue to bring you the best shows we possibly can. Today on Happy Hallmarkies, we're talking about all the Christmas movies that aired the first week of December. Let's do it! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody! Hello, hello. Happy December. Happy December. It, we've watched so many Christmas movies by this point that when you said that, I, I was like, wait a minute, it really is just the first weekend of December, but it is at right. the time of this recording. Our movie recording. count is now 22. 22? I we thought it was 23. 22? 22, 23. It's around there. We're up there. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Back to After Buzz TV. Happy Hallmarkies show. Yes, that is the tenors. Uh, Santa's Wish. I was literally listening to the tenors all week in line. They're amazing. Go check them out. They have a new Christmas album. That's a free endorsement for them. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. Joining me, I have... It's Stefan Lovegrove. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Lovegrove. Yes. We have great movies this weekend. Isn't it funny? It feels like with only four movies to talk about, last week we had six, <laughs> seven, time. and a guest, something like that. And so it feels like we have nothing. We actually have quite a bit to talk about, <laughs> but do. it feels so light compared to how much we had last week. We do. And if you guys are tuning into the iTunes version, you should definitely go check out our YouTube. We have a lot of pictures and whatnot, but also, Stefan and I are pretty dressed up right now. So. We are snazzy. I do, I'm not going to lie, I do miss the Christmas sweater and the Santa hats, but we look very snazzy yes. for those of you watching on video. And <laughs> let's just give a welcome to the dance party watching in live chat because she, he, she, whoever this Hello, is, is brand new. So yes. welcome and welcome to those of you who are always here. Welcome to our show. Yeah, to answer that uh we're dressed up because we're going to a special event, and that's all we can say for now. And I don't have the Christmas ornaments because, long story short, my car broke down over the weekend, and uh, all the ornaments are in my car. But more so. importantly, was there a handsome man there to fix it for you to have a Christmas romance of your own? Not that I saw, unfortunately. Maybe when I go pick it back up. <laughs> there we'll you see. go. We'll see. We'll um, see. Some fun things before we get into our magical movies and Christmas movies, uh, the National Christmas Tree Lighting in Washington, D.C. airs today, but it occurred over the weekend, and we had uh, Bill Abbott and Michelle Vickery um, a part of that. So they, they went down to over to Washington, D.C. to be at this ceremony, and it's, it's a yearly thing, mm-hmm. and I was following their Instagrams. Um, pictures and stuff, and it looks like a really great moment. They, they were there and talking um, uh, at, at the event, and it airs on Hallmark Channel today, as of December fourth, two thousand seventeen. And uh, go check it out. The Christmas tree lighting in Washington. I think it's DC. airing right now. Yeah, live. If you're on the East Coast and East watching Coast. us live. Yeah. So if you're watching that first, come then come over to us, and or vice versa. Uh, so 
I definitely have that checked out on my DVR. I'm going to watch that. Also, congratulations to Meghan Markle, who's also a Hallmark star. She's uh, aired, uh, starred in Dater's Handbook and Men Sparks Fly, but she just got engaged to Prince Harry. So exciting. Congratulations yeah. to the two of them. I mean, I'm really excited for that. People are uh, rooting for her, and it, I mean, they look like a beautiful couple. And uh, I, I cannot wait the to see the photos are beautiful. The, the have you seen interviews the two of them have done together? It's such yeah. a fun chemistry. You got to check them out. Yeah, they're they're super cute. I'll, I'll have to go check out more of those. But I cannot wait for the wedding when they <laughs> a true royal wedding. Another royal wedding that we can all look forward to. But you know, we, we always congratulate our fellow Hallmark stars too. So she has a Hallmark story of her own. And then, last but certainly not least, Ben Calls the Heart Season 4 is now available on Netflix. So excited for all the Hardys who only watch it via Netflix. I know there are actually a lot of Hardys out there who have watched Ben Calls the Heart only because of Netflix, because it was there. That's It was available mm. to them, and they, they found it through that avenue. And I mean, that's the great thing about Netflix and Amazon and all that. But, uh, yeah, Season 4 is now available on Netflix, so go Binge it, Stefan. I, I <laughs> this need is a to. perfect excuse to go binge it. Well, because I, I was telling Marissa, I have been limited to what Hallmark has on demand, and they had all of Chesapeake Shores. If you mm-hmm. have most cable or satellite providers, those were all on demand, but When Calls the Heart was not, but it's on Netflix. But it's on Netflix now, so you can catch up before the season five premiere. February 18th of 2018. We have a lot to watch and look forward to for you. I've seen it, but you need yes. to catch up. All right, let's get into our first Christmas movie, Christmas in Evergreen, that aired on Hallmark Channel. Your quick thoughts about this one. Well, okay, let me say overall, um, I did not think, th- I did not like this weekend quite as much as last, but that's a little unfair because last week we had six yeah. to choose from overall. Um, I do think from my personal preference, the Sunday, and please let me know what you guys think in the chat, in the comments, or on Twitter. Um, I think Sunday's movies were stronger for me than Saturday's overall. That being Agreed. said, I thought Christmas in Evergreen specifically, I thought it was really cute. I love movies that have to do with making wishes and wishes coming true, um, and I will definitely watch it again. Yes, I really enjoyed it, and of course, starring Ashley Williams, who's been in so many Hallmark movies, uh, Teddy Sears, Marcus Rosner, who's been in a lot of different Hallmark shows in and of himself, and then of course, our good friend Barbara Niven, so we might be a See, little I biased. Used, well, I could have used more Barbara. I think that's I, part of it, is I was so excited to see this movie for Barbara, and I know there's a lot of other stars in it, but I was so excited to watch it for Barbara, I could have done with more Barbara on the yeah, I love Barbara, but even the, the playing the mother... Like, I loved her character because she was, like, egging on the daughter. Like, no, he's good for you. Go chase it. You know, it's like, we can tell this chemistry. Like, she was that supportive parent in trying to, like, go for that relationship. She was in it. Yes, and I wrote down, Barbara Niven is absolutely the one to, like, call you out on your true feelings for Mm -hmm. someone. And I love that theme of this movie. You know, I wrote down the quote, the heart knows what it wants even when the head doesn't. 
And yes. obviously, I hear this from my clients all the time. That's true. They, they, yes. The heart always knows. We can live in denial, but the heart <laughs> knows. So I really like the theme of the movie and Barbara helping her come to terms with that. Yes. You know, there, there was a lot of different things in this film that I particularly enjoyed. Uh, the whole storyline of moving to D.C., but every time she tries to go to D.C., her flight keeps getting canceled, or there's a snowstorm, or someone from the town calls her back for work. Um, but, of, of course, you knew... You already knew she wasn't ever going to make it to D.C. Right. Well, and we knew because the little girl made the wish that they were going to spend Christmas in Evergreen. Yeah. So whatever had to happen, they had to get stuck in Evergreen for Christmas. Yeah, I really like that snow globe. That is one powerful snow globe. Shoot. I know. I want one. I so do I. Actually, and I also thought to myself, this is maybe my favorite Christmas town that we've seen so far. Holly Lodge this is maybe scene? my favorite like, destination. This year? Uh, the, of this year, oh, this right. Okay. That I think I would want to visit Evergreen, of all towns so far. I would like to visit Evergreen. I, I know that small town feel, so uh, the, the, when everyone was there, it, it felt like a family. They, they all knew each other, mm-hmm. and it was like a family-run business as well. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the commercial transitions. Every time we c- came back from a commercial, there was a like a Christmas card type of it, slate. Which, didn't that also happen in, was it Holly Lodge? No, Angel no. Falls. Which one had the advent calendar doors, it looked it like? Holly Lodge. Okay, we had multiple that had yes. a fade-in from commercial effects. But this one Holly Lodge was yes. beautiful. We got to get to that yeah. later, Lori. But Don't I worry. can't. We can't get started. <laughs> but Marissa and I have so many things to so say about things. it. So many things. Yeah, uh, I I, lo- I love the the Christmas festival that that they put on. Um, what, what were your thoughts of that? Well, my favorite thing was sugar cookies, but um, <laughs> no, but I like. I think there were a lot. I don't know if they purposely grouped the movies together like this, but I we've gotten kind of a, a couple of common themes yeah. throughout the weekends. And there was a lot of like organizing of festivals and things in this weekends. Um and it, you know, event I w- planning, yeah. Right. And I was thinking to myself as I was watching this one in particular cuz I feel like do we miss out on that not living in a small town? And I think we have plenty of events in LA or in most major cities. I just think they're less special to us. You know, I don't think it's the same dynamic as if it's a small town and everybody comes together and participates in it. It's true, because in a small town, that's literally the talk of the town. That is the one event that everyone's looking forward to. Where in L.A., it's more saturated um, people. There's so much going on in L.A. that, and so many more people mm-hmm. that not you can't get 7 million people well, to enjoy one event. You know? And in this movie, wasn't it that their economy depended on it and they had all these visitors coming in yes. from, I think, Montpelier? Was that the town they kept naming? And so they really needed people to show up for this event. So that made it kind of stressful for them. Yeah. Because it had to go successfully. Yeah. <laughs> they were dependent upon this event. Um, but but it you was, knew the event was going to be successful. You knew. You knew. You knew. Uh, what did you think of the breakup with the boyfriend who, with the whole weather storm and that's shutting down everything, but the the boyfriend actually coming to her in, in Evergreen and their breakup? It was very civil, and I wasn't expecting it to go that way. I like those for a variety. Like, for change yeah. from the dramatic, feelings are hurt, whatever. I liked the way it went down. But I do want to say, I'm going to stand up for the bad boyfriend here for a moment, and I usually Spencer. get here and I'm like, stop trying to win the girls with money and proposals. <laughs> but here I do have to say... I thought 
thought it was really sweet that despite the fact that there was no traffic, the freeway was closed, the snowstorm, I thought it was cute that he found a way to get to her. And I know that we were made to not like the character overall, and mm-hmm. I get that. And there were, obviously, there were compatibility problems. But I just want to point out, I think that was a cute gesture. And if there was a snowstorm and somebody found a way to show up for me and was like, I couldn't bear the thought of not being with you, so mm-hmm. I made it work, I, I'm going to stand up for the bad boyfriend and say, I thought that was cute. And that, that's the thing. I don't even think he was bad, necessarily. He seemed like a good guy. They just weren't together enough on screen for us to believe that they were a couple. Or right, they would but ever sometimes the boyfriend is like a jerk. Yes. I think that they had different priorities and different lifestyles, but mm-hmm. I thought that was genuinely sweet. I don't think he was per se a jerk. In this one. No. Which is why they had such a civil breakup and it was okay. Yeah, and the whole understanding that they're both just not in the same place and they have different priorities in life, that's a real thing. That's very true mm-hmm. to life. Um, I enjoyed it. I liked it with civil. And it opened the opportunity to have Allie go to, to Ryan because I, I did love that moment when Spencer did come ba- back and Ryan saw and you, the, just the immediate look of jealousy on him, that was not a pretty color on him. <laughs> no. Well, but I I love those awkward moments of, mm-hmm. like, the two people sitting there. Um, actually, though, don't you think the airport moment was pretty civil? Yes. In yeah. terms of, like... There were a lot of things were left. Scenes. I know, I know. But I'm trying to remember. This is the one where he basically was like, she's staying. She's staying in yeah. Evergreen. And it wasn't shady. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't a, ha-ha, right. I win. It, I, I just thought, it, again, there was a lot of civility in what could have been some really painful moments in this movie. Yeah, I liked it. It was clean. Uh, overall, like any Hallmark movie, makes you happy at the end. And it... It was a sweet movie, and I loved stories when the kids were involved. Into we had the mm-hmm. the little girl who's you know so good. She she's been in a lot of Hallmark movies as well. Um, but the, keeping everyone inadvertently by her wish, keeping everyone in Evergreen, I thought it was it was really sweet. And I do. I wrote down one more quote from this movie: "Is wishes are like Christmas cookies. Sometimes it takes a while for them to be fully baked." Yes. I will always come through with the cheesy quotes of the weekend from all these movies. I I have one for you. Uh, I loved the further the way you are from where you started, the closer you are, the closer you get to where you belong. I love that. Well, and wasn't that followed up by basically them saying sometimes you end up right back where you started because mm-hmm. that was where you needed where to be all along. Meant, we're meant mm-hmm. to be. Like, I gotta yeah, tell you, I gotta stop true. watching these Hallmark... If you watch enough Hallmark movies where people come back from the past or cities from the past or whatever, <laughs> it'll make you think. It'll mess with your head like, and make you oh. think you need to go back to your hometown and find an ex. Right? Just go back to where you started. Just go back. Go back to your roots. That's why they say it. Um, I did enjoy this one. It was filmed at Claiborne Village in Abbotsford. Um, Another place is Deer Lake Park in Burnaby, Burnaby Village Museum. And um, also the for the whole event, it was then Pitt Meadows back in September and October of this year. So just a, a couple months ago. It was written by Rick Garman, who's done Enchanted Christmas, which we just talked about. Mm. The Perfect Bride. 
and Once Upon a Dayton, directed by Alex Zam, who did A Christmas Prince. Ooh. Yes. And uh, Crown for Christmas and A Royal Christmas, which I know you love. Oh, so all those. (laughs) Yes, all the good movies. All the royal ones. All the royal ones. Uh, Fun fact of this movie, uh, this was originally called Snow Globe Christmas or Snow Globe Wishes. Very, also fitting, too. Well, and I, I, right, I was going to say, I think the snow globe and the word evergreen (laughs) both got equal mentions, so it could go either way. Yes. All right, moving on to Christmas and Angel Falls. Thoughts of this one? I, I struggled (laughs) with this one. There was some hesitation there, yes. There is some hesitation. Um, I struggled with this one, and the thing is, so, of course, I'm going to give my disclaimer for those of you who are new. We all love different movies. We all have different opinions. And we all love Hallmark, despite we all having different favorites. Um, I was trying to figure out why this one didn't do it for me. And honestly, my only conclusion was, well, two things. One... The I didn't love the way they did the angel dynamics. It's not that I'm against the concept, because mm-hmm. I know many of you watch Touched by an Angel. I grew up on yeah. Touched by an Angel. So I am not against the idea of angels, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought the whole angels, and then it was like she vanished out of it, and then but it was really her choice. And I don't know. I The angel Pretty story well. didn't work for me. Um, Also, I just thought there was a lot going on. Like, I was trying to keep track of it all, and I felt like I was paying attention, but I just felt like I kept getting lost about, okay, there's a pageant, and then somebody died, and then there's a fire, and then, and I was just like, what is, (laughs) it was just a lot. It was a lot to keep track of, and it it was not my favorite. Still love Rachel Boston, still love Paul. Uh, so I really expected to like it a lot, and it just, it wasn't, uh, please let me know in the chat, those of you who did watch it, what did you think oh. of it? I saw a lot of people on Twitter that really did like it, so again, we all process them differently. What yeah, were your no, thoughts, Marissa? I do agree with some of the things you mentioned. Love Rachel, love Paul. I was watching a Rachel movie earlier today. Um, I, I think she's great, and she's done a lot of Hallmark, obviously. I, I think the the issue for me in this movie, and I don't really want to call it an issue, but the thing that was uh, something that bothered me in this one was the whole character of Gabby, Gabby Messenger. I was like, that's a little too on the nose, Messenger, Messenger Angel right. Messengers. But the well, the thing is, is like the whole storyline, it is technically an ensemble because there's so many people involved, but the whole tone of the movie is obviously more serious, more dramatic. It's on Movies and Mysteries, so it's going to be more serious. Her character, Gabby, was like so overly perky, which isn't bad. It just didn't fit in with the serious storyline that was going on. That, that's And it true. changed the dynamic a lot. Honestly, I was like, this girl her, is too perky for the situation she's in right now. Her angel character could have been either a Hallmark Channel movie or even, dare I say it, like a Ion or Lifetime <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Her character was this really... This really perky, very outgoing, not shy at all. Mm-hmm. It, it just wasn't... It, I agree with you. It, her character didn't necessarily, to me, belong on Movies and Mysteries. Yeah. She she was, like, overly energetic. I mean, it's great to be energetic and enthusiastic and whatnot. But I felt she was too... Like, too, it was too much throughout the whole film. And then there was never, like, a moment where she actually was, like, calm 
And with everybody else, it was also like the same, even dramatic playing well, field. Well, particularly that we were talking about a lot of tragedy, a lot of grief and lot loss. Of she was really perky with these questions yeah. for a lot of death to be talked about. Um, and and so Trisha said she loved it all except for the way they resolved the end. The thing is, if the end I feel like is superb, the end of a Hallmark Christmas movie can save it for me. But I really did not like the end. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it yes, just... What were your thoughts of the whole the idea of free will not messing getting not getting too involved which we knew her character obviously was going to get too involved from how they established it in the first two minutes of her getting involved with people and her her um jobs that she has to do her her missions um but like the whole end where she decided to she now she's now in love with jack and she wants to be become human essentially clip her wings and she was all hunky-dory with it. See, no, and I. this is what people are saying in the chat. I thought that was weird. I, I mean, again, I'm not against the angel concept, but in Touch by an Angel, to my recollection, none of the angels ever decided they just wanted to be human, and that was that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought it was very strange that she would just say, never mind, I'm done being an angel, I just want to be human. I, I don't know. I. Yeah. It, it is... It is an intriguing concept, Lori, and maybe it's just the, like, philosophy grad in me that overthinks everything, but for such an interesting concept, it felt very abrupt and strange of an ending. I thought it was abrupt. I was like, whoa, this is a quick way to end this movie. For her to just say, I want to be human, okay, and basically we're done, it was, let us know what you thought afterwards, Lori, because it was definitely very interesting, And even Michael, her her fellow co-angel... That she's been working with this entire time, Bo Bridges. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. If you want to, go for it. It's something like she could have done this hundreds of years, and it's like, yeah, I just want to be human now. Done. Well, and what does that mean? Does that mean she's now going to age? Does that mean she's going to die like she's a human? Mortal? Does that mean she goes back to being an angel after, like, so many questions unanswered? And I guess we don't need them for the storyline, but I don't know. I did like what she did for the town. Obviously, her whole mission was to bring back the Christmas spirit mm-hmm. by helping others help themselves in a way. Like, she brought people together. She brought, you know, a mother and a son back together, two friends back together. Um, like, I, I did like that she instilled her her enthusiasm, I guess you can say, onto people and help actually get the town back in a more acceptable an accepting way of, like, they wanted to allow Christmas back. Um, I did like that, but I think just the dynamics didn't fit. Well, and it it was a very good Christmas movie dynamic of how traditions and celebrations kind of get shut down over time just because, you know, because people get busy, but also because people are in pain, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I thought that was a very accurate representation of... Um, people being in pain, and so it just, they don't want to do the traditions. They don't want to do the ritual. They don't want to do the celebration. Um, and it was, you know, again, an, the theme of the weekend, organizing things for towns. Yeah. Um, she did bring people together and bring a lot of healing by doing that. Yeah, and getting that recreational center up and back working again. Like, she did a lot for that community just within the, the short amount of days she was there. I really liked Jack. He was a great character. Um, obviously super nice, very helpful. Everyone loved him. But like super, that makes me think about the fire conversation and him telling her he blamed himself because he was supposed to be on duty that night and he wasn't and then his friend passed away. I just, 
Here's the thing. It should have had the tone of A Joyful Christmas, which we both loved. Yes. That movie had a very serious tone, so it seemed appropriate all the serious conversations we had in that movie about crime, adoption, all these things. This movie, we're talking about like somebody died and you're blaming yourself for it and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but the tone was a little bit all over the place, so it, it just, the serious was weird. Yeah, I just felt the emotional tone and uh, the character dynamic just did not fit with the storyline and i i'm glad that we're not the only ones unsettled by the ending okay good i don't want to say good. lots of bad things about the movie because it, it wasn't a bad know. movie i felt like it was too quickly wrapped up that it didn't feel like a resolution right well i actually you know what i thought i thought that when it like poofed and she was back there by herself because i thought he said they're gonna have no memory of you right so i thought that she was just gonna be at peace with that and that felt weird and and, you know that didn't seem satisfying but then what ended up happening was even less satisfying to me and i was like this is just strange it was a strange movie yeah maybe i do need to watch it again to try to understand it better (laughs) but if you did like this movie i suggest city of angels so good that's a better drama movie. Right. Agreed. <laughs> and uh, and the, I felt like this one is a mix of City of Angels and the Adjustment Bureau. Like, you can't mess with their free will. Okay. You can kind of, like, force them. Not really force. That's a terrible word. Like, kind of steer people into the right direction, but you can't make them do it themselves. So that's also, like, the Adjustment Bureau. And, of course, it's a one of her life. Everyone loves that of one. Of course. So it's, a, it's a mix of all three of them. In this movie. All right, let's get to Christmas at Holly Lodge, starring Allison Sweeney, Cheryl Lee Ralph, and Jordan Bridges. Your thoughts on this one? I, so I told Lori we were going to come back to Holly Lodge, obviously <laughs> yes. in order, but also because we loved this. We did love I could, Like, usually I try to hold back my thoughts so I can tell Marissa on air, live with all of you, and we haven't talked about it before, but I could not resist texting you and saying, I love Holly Lodge. So it was such fun. a good movie. And I love Allison, but obviously mm. loving the star isn't enough for me to automatically love the movie. It was just a great movie, and I to me it's the new let it snow. That's right. the one with the That's lodge, right? Yes, it is. And so to me, this is the new let it snow. And I hope that it plays over and over again around the clock because I felt like, again, let us know what you thought about Holly Lodge and all of these in the comments. But I thought this was a new Hallmark classic. Let us snow. Hey, oh. Um, I really liked this one, Holly Lodge. We, we were texting at the same time because we were both watching at the same time. This movie had so many moments in the first 30 minutes. I was genuinely laughing out loud. There was just a lot it of was funny moments. They were legit funny moments. This was one I wanted to tell my li- so my mom depends on me to tell her which Hallmark ones to watch because she ha- does not have time for 23. Somehow I do, apparently. <laughs> Somehow we do. Um, and so I, this was one that I said I should tell them to watch with my little siblings because it's funny. Her, like, knocking on the pipes and the, <laughs> the, the wake-up yes. calls. And this one had so much humor in it. There, and there was just a lot of good dialogue in it, too. It's like, go back to bed. For all of our sakes, <laughs> you know, the, it, there, and especially I think one of my favorite moments, which I usually save to the end of this movie discussion, is uh, when he's trying to get the, the one horse open sleigh to, mm-hmm. to move. And she's like, I don't think that's how it works. And he's like, oh, giddy up. And he <laughs> you know, whispers. Hysterically, he's like whispering instead of yelling. I just think that there was just cute, quirky moments that were legitimately funny if you actually saw them in real life. Trisha has not seen 
Holly Lodge yet. For any of you oh, who are listening to this, it. I definitely recommend if you watch any of them from this weekend at any point that you're listening to this in the podcast, watch Christmas at Holly Lodge. It is one of the best of the season. Yeah, and the great thing also about this, I mean, there were other, obviously, supportive care, supporting characters in this movie, but they were all cool and fun, and they all had their own individual storylines. I mean, we, we, uh, we had the friend who... Um, went on the date, who was going to go on the date with the, the other friend. I'm completely blanking on the names for some reason. But then we also had Cheryl Lee Ralph, who plays Nadine. Callie? Yes, Callie. Callie, thank you. Which I liked Vince. Yeah, I, Callie I, and Vince. That's I it. would have been just as happy with Vince as a lead. In fact, this is my request to Crown Media. Can we bring that actor back yes. to be a lead? Because I thought he was sufficiently Hallmark lead material. Can we get another movie with just them two? I would watch Callie movie. and Vince. We had two great couples. Yes, I love Callie and Vince. Uh, they they were nice, supportive characters to to Sophie, uh, Sophie Bennett, which is actually funny. I actually know what Sophie Bennett in real life. So, oh, yeah, I do. Small world. And then uh, when we had Nadine helping set up the whole Skype video for the the daughter and her father, who's away in the military, I thought that was super sweet. Especially how she didn't even know how to do technology. Well, okay, and this is a perfect example. So, first of all, you know the Sunday ones are good, because I watch them all within a 36-hour time frame, right? Right. 24 hours sometimes. Um, So, if I liked the Sunday ones when I'm on movie three and four, you know they're really... I thought this was a good contrast of, like, there were multiple storylines and multiple people going on. But instead of, when I was watching the Angel Falls one, it was just, like, another storyline. What is going on? This one, I was, like... Followed it, no problem. All of the storylines I was engaged in, I cared about Nadine. I was so happy. My honestly, one of my favorite moments of the movie was when Nadine sang at the end. Yeah, that was a triumph. I mean, this Trisha, you've got to see this movie. It's so good. It was so good because in in the earlier of the movie, they teased that it's like, oh, I didn't get, I won't be able to sing and whatnot. And I was like, of course, she's going to have a moment to sing. And it was just a great moment that wrapped everybody up. You know, and they're all, like, actually there and happy and joyous. And it resolved in a delightful way. It did. It really did. And you know what I realized that made this one so fun is, and I don't remember, I... To my recollection, this did not happen in Let It Snow. But usually in the movie, if there's some... Like Bramble House. Remember a Bramble House Christmas from yes. a couple weeks ago? Normally, they find out about the plan to buy it out or the plan of investigation. Yes. They find out at the very end. Like at 9.40, they find out and that's the conflict. This was a fun dynamic because she found out at like minute 18 or something. Yeah, it was early. So she said, well, now we have the upper hand and we're going to essentially actually, convince him this is a bad investment. Right. I actually wrote it down. Revealed in 25 minutes into the movie. Quotation. Surprisingly early. Like, parentheses yeah. actually. And which is something that we never, well, I shouldn't say never, but we hardly ever see. It's very rare. But I liked how they took this information and they played with it. Um, you know, banging on the pipes, having the early morning wake-up calls. It was they hilarious. Were, they I'm were still running, laughing. Literally running with it. And it was hysterical every single time we kept watching their pranks. Well, and the funny thing was, when I was watching her with the kids, I realized she's really doomed in ruining his experience mm-hmm. because there's so many other people that she cares about. And this is her life, and this is her passion. So she can't actually make this a bad experience. 
But you know what I mean? She's still going to show up for the lodge. She's still going to show up for all her other customers. And he's going to witness what makes it so magical. So it was funny as she's trying to ruin it with like a a wake-up call. And little did she know. This is what I thought was so cute. She's viewing him as like the big bad enemy. But meanwhile, he's actually doing research by the end of it, not in some insidious plan way, he's trying to save the lodge for her. And I thought that was so beautiful. Yeah, and I loved watching his character too. Just, we should have given a spoiler alert because yes. we are throwing out spoilers and people haven't seen it. I apologize. Oh, we haven't. But, yes. I mean, if you're if you're watching us, you do realize this is very spoiler heavy. So, plug your ears if you haven't seen this. But, yes, even Evan Hunter. I liked his character because she knew all along of what he was doing, but he didn't. And so not once was he, like, really conniving or manipulative. And how he was playing with the kids, how he was interacting with all the other people and guests at at that lodge. Like, he was an actually genuine nice guy. And I liked that. And he was funny, too. Especially with that. Yes, and he was, he was multidimensional. He wasn't just, like, the business person without a heart. The Scrooge. Yeah. Like, he was... Again, I really think the characters were so strong. The writing was strong. The movie was fun. You laugh a lot. Definitely a very good one. A lot of good moments, and I <laughs> wrote a lot of them down. Uh, giving directions to the lodge when he was asking for directions. Yes. He's like, good turn left here and the fork. And I was like, that is so Midwest. It was so complicated. I was trying to mentally follow it, and it was so much going it's on. It's funny, because I'm from the Midwest, and that's exactly how we tell directions like you turn left at the cornfield here you turn right at the dairy farm here it's like yes i totally know what that's like um and then that whole love at first sight moment when they first see each other mm-hmm. and like automatically like starstruck with each other see you need to keep your eyes open <laughs> no, i keep shit. telling marissa she needs to keep her eyes open in her life or she'll miss her own countdown to christmas eventually i'll have a hallmark moment hopefully hopefully yeah but the whole babbling and but and the blushing moment and it's like i just slammed the door right in her face (laughs) see Lori knows let it snow and it is kind of a similar premise but different twists and don't you feel like those of you who did see this movie don't you feel like it had enough different things in it it really felt unique it was enough surprising things even the way without giving more of a spoiler even the way it all came together at the end Mm -hmm. and she like we knew of course it's going to end up being okay she's not going to lose the lodge it's hallmark but how that ended up coming together i thought it was very unique for a hallmark movie right and i really liked the reveal because we knew that the lodge was eventually going to be saved but i didn't know how but realizing that the parents helps out with the insurance wrapper that paid off the mortgage. Oh, we're just There's giving it away. Of, yeah. I was trying to avoid the... <laughs> Sorry. But yes, yes, yes. If you liked but Let It Snow, it. you should like this movie. Yes, but just like even the the whole wrap-up of like how she saved it, like I didn't expect that. Well, and it, it was nice because sometimes the, like, the resolution is we're just going to... We'll give you, we'll worry about it later. We'll give you mm-hmm. some time. You're okay for now. This was like, a, she's going to be okay. Like, yeah. everything has really been resolved. She can move into the new year feeling great. She's going to be more than okay. Um, I thought that was a great resolution. And it was just such a feel-good movie. It was. And that joy to the world. Oh, yes. I am telling you guys, that joy to the world sing-along at the end. It was just a great ending. I love this one. This was my favorite one out of this whole weekend. I agree. Yeah. Um, A lot of light moments, great writing, great acting, great moments. All right. 
And moving on to the last one, Magical Christmas Ornaments that aired on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries starring Jessica Lowndes and our awesome Brendan Penny from Chesapeake Shores. Uh, they play Marie and Nate. Thoughts of this one? So I don't know if you liked this as much as I did. I really liked this movie. I like this one. Um, I Like I said at the beginning of the show, I thought Sunday's movies were my favorite over Saturday. Both of the Sunday ones. And again, this is movie four. I, I mean, and I watched two Lifetime this weekend as well. Uh. So this is literally movie six that I watched <laughs> in a row. Um, and by the way, the Lifetime ones were good as well. So I'll throw that out there as watch Four Christmases and a Wedding, very Hallmark I approved. I and My Christmas Prince, both of them very Hallmark approved. Not tacky <laughs> Lifetime ones. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, for this to be movie six and for me to like it so much is a good sign. And when it started, I was like, wait a second. Of course I'm going to like this. A, I love New York. And you, you already have me sold because it's a New York Christmas movie. <laughs> B, I like Jessica Loundis. I've watched her ever since 90210. Yes. I loved her in Merry Matrimony. Just, she's great. We like that one. And we like Brandon Penny. And those of you who were with us for Chesapeake Shores after show, before Happy Hallmarkies, you love Brandon Penny as well. So because of the combination of New York, <laughs> Jessica, and Brandon, not a surprise at all that I liked this movie. I really enjoyed it. it admittedly, it took me about 10, 15 minutes to get into. Uh, I had a hard time getting into it. But once the ornaments started How did arriving, it start? Was this the one that I was thinking about you and laughing about? Would Marissa have rewound, rewound the <laughs> ending? I think that might have been Christmas in Evergreen. I don't remember. No, the, it, the beginning was just credits over New York. I don't yeah, think there was anything weird in this beginning. It was actually very simple. Um, but I, d- I did like how they established a character. She's a hardworking woman who's kind of stuck where she is in her career. And, like, and I think a lot of people can relate to that um, mm-hmm. i definitely know and uh, i i think it's like it was a good establishment of both of these characters and how they just met um they live in the same building all the, all that jazz but that the, the, the when the mother's storyline kind of got involved um when all the ornaments started coming and it started reflecting on her life i was like oh i get it i like this you know it, it kept with every new ornament we knew we had another new event to look forward to and the pieces came together a little bit out of order, like the lighthouse being the final piece. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one right after the other sequentially. It was kind of this puzzle that she was figuring out that all came together. Yeah. Um, and I, I did love the the obvious Hallmark keepsake placements. Oh, but I wrote it down. <laughs> but you've got to. Because the to. keepsake ornaments are... So special. Yeah, you had the Angel Aurora. Angel of Winter Wonder, which was the Aurora and Christmas Carol uh, ornaments. And but one of my favorite lines was "Memories build the bridge between mind and heart." I, th- I mean, that's sweet. That was yes. such a good line. So I wrote good. down Deep. the Emily Dickinson line he quoted: "The possible's slow fuse is lit by the imagination." Uh, yeah, yeah. And this movie had ice Emily skating, Davis. which is just one of my favorite Christmassy things to have. Brandon <laughs> tweeted, Brendan tweeted, it's Brandon, Brendan. Brendan. It's Brendan. I thought it was. Brendan. Um, 
Brendan tweeted and said, is there anything more romantic than a first-time ice skating date? And I thought that is the truth. That's true. And it's a Christmas. There's always ice skating. I did love the moment when they were ice skating. He was like, I forgot to, I forgot how to turn. And he runs into the glass. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. That she kind painful, of reacted hysterical. Like, li- less than you would expect. She kind of just stood there and <laughs> let him crash. Okay. You all right? Um, I think another fun moment was when uh, they were having that friends party night and they were doing charades or yeah I think it was charades and um, it was, it, there was the line it was like we did this the other night mm-hmm. and then I don't know if you noticed but the the friends on the couch in the background were like what like I was like that's probably the only clever writing that you might snuck have in their hallmark missed on on Hallmark every once in a while. But I did enjoy this one. And I, I did love the story of how it ended up with her and her career. Um, she's a nonfiction writer who wanted to go back into fiction. And how it just all played out. I think it was very well done. Well, and I thought, you know, I do like New York City, as I said earlier. But I liked the whole dynamic. I thought it was very realistic. And he needs to loosen up on the neighbors thing of, like, you should look up from your phone. Can we address that in New York, busy people, you know what I mean? You may never, there's certain neighbors, I try to say hello to people in my building, in my community, but like there's certain people you never see. I don't. I think it's perfectly reasonable that they had never seen each other. I guess they're next to each other. Yeah, but like still, what if they have neighbors. opposite schedules? It's, it's like the the distance from where they live is literally fifteen. It's feet. embarrassing. It's well, from where I'm sitting to our door to the studio. I like, just thought if that, I don't see you for one time during six months, then there, there's a problem. Then you're not paying attention. Exactly. But I did think the whole dynamic was very realistic of the Christmas music coming through the walls, annoying her. Her line I thought was funny about I can't risk it with a neighbor especially with rent control i thought that is such a real thing um i was thinking i was like this is new york and the gorgeous apartment she's in how much is she paying oh what a beautiful apartment now and how can they both afford that apartment good questions that we don't ever (laughs) discuss with hallmark movies well the fun thing is those apartments probably were not in new york because they usually don't film in new york correct But you know what? There were so many good themes. I loved the note from her mom about all these different places, including the lighthouse and love can find you anywhere, which is so true. And also the line about if you use pain as a shield, you block everything good. This one hit me on a deeper, more true to like real life, I think, level than maybe Evergreen. This one just hit me on a deeper heart level of like, it is true. We do block good things because we've been hurt in the past. Yeah. Um, I loved it. It's very true, real, realistic. Um, overall, I did enjoy this film because especially with the, the whole puzzle pieces of the ornaments, it was just, that was that slow reveal that you yourself as a audience member just watching it are still trying to figure it out too. Usually we can figure out the storyline in like the first 10 minutes. We didn't know it was going to end up like, at the lighthouse. Oh, look at that. With the beach yeah. and his parents and it all Like how they were together. tied together. Um, I think it was all nice Nicely, concisely put together. And I liked the timing of Clark, her ex-boyfriend, coming back. Mm, I liked the way that that played out and how it kind of moved the storyline forward and her with the children's book. That was a nice side storyline, I thought. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Clark, but I did like what he do, you know, like you said, progressing. But thinking that it was okay to just write their personal stories and to have 
her being editor. And thinking it was That's okay just, to take her idea and right. then want her to be happy about it. I was That's like, just, this is another Martin. Right. This is That's just tacky. Right. It was tacky when you're like, okay, you're clearly, the, thank goodness you guys are exes because you do not belong together. Right. Um, I didn't like his character just for that, but it did steer her into the right direction. Uh, and having her had that moment like, no, I'm not happy with what I'm doing for reasons mm-hmm. just like this. I'm going to resign my job and do what I actually want to do. Follow her heart, she said. She's going to follow her heart. Literally, I wrote down so many quotes from this movie. Keep marching forward and boulders will turn into stepping stones. Yep. This was a great one to live tweet. You know, my favorite moment of this movie was the all the ornaments were very much on display. Yes. But I loved that golden open heart. And she said, a, her mom said a simple open heart. And then she said... The beauty of life is it changes based on our perspective. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is full of wisdom. I it loved is. this movie. And I what a good Sunday night. That's what's great for parents because it makes sense if it's coming from the mom who's a parent who you can automatically assume are full of wisdom imparting that onto their children. I thought it was beautifully written and very. it was a well thought out story put together. You know, Because sometimes when you have a lot of things and you try to put it together, it doesn't fit. This one did. Yeah, I just thought everything came together very nicely. Yes, yes. Definitely watching again. I, yes, I, I did really enjoy this one. Movie count, yes, I put it in numbers 23, so we're at 23. Because we were at 19 last week, yes. 23, next week we'll be at 27. I know how to count, not really. All right. Another uh, Martin, I'm glad you guys know the reference. It is another Martin. All right, so upcoming movies that we have this this weekend, we have The Christmas Cottage, we'll which will be on Hallmark Channel, uh, starring one of your favorites, Stephen Lund. I'm so excited because I love Steve Lund and Mary Patterson. It's, he's in Christmas Incorporated. Yes, he is. One of my all-time favorites, besides him being in it. But when I saw that this movie was coming with Steve Lund, it made me excited. Yeah, yes, and uh, your your other favorite, um, the holiday. What was it? The Christmas. Par- holiday party, their best. Christmas oh, the holiday. best Christmas party ever! Venice. Another one of my favorites with Steve Lund. Yes, you yes. love Steve Lund. Um, so East Coast feed. It's a. Uh, it's five p.m. Pacific Standard Time, eight p.m. Eastern for our East Coast. Um, next, we have Christmas Encore, which stars Maggie Lawson, mm-hmm. who we love, and Brennan Elliott, who's also another. Um, big Hallmark leading mill. That's Saturday, December 9th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then Stop with these fake times. <laughs> Guys, it's not <laughs> at that time unless you have a weird feed it's, like Marissa. It's my time. These are fake news times. <laughs> right, fine, I'll just say the dates. All right. Sharing Christmas is our third one on Hallmark Channel starring Ellen Holman and Bobby Campo and Dave Koss. The, the musician that's wait, Sunday, wait, wait. Is December that, 10th. Which one is the, um, which one is the Debbie, not Debbie, Karen Kingsbury one? That's the next one. That's Karen Kingsbury, Maggie's Christmas Miracle on Hallmark's Movies and Mysteries. That's starring Jill Wagner, Love Her, and Luke McFarlane. That's Sunday, December 10th. 10. We're going to ball our eyes out to that one. I, just, I watched the preview to it. I'm like, I'm, I'm afraid. For, I do, first of all, I do like both of those leads. So I'm yes. already very excited. If it's Karen Kingsbury, my aunt will be watching. Hey, Aunt Tiff. And we will cry. Also, though, the other Sunday night one, what is it called? I can't read your sheet from here. I apologize. <laughs> Sharing Christmas. Christmas. That's the name. I'm so excited because I love jazz. And Dave Cause is a really big musician. jazz musician. who is, And I was wondering when the commercial 
commercial starts, if you guys haven't seen the commercial, it has like a music video credit. And I was like, why is there a music video listing on the commercial? Mm-hmm. It's because his he has a performance in the movie. Yes. And he's very prominently featured. So I'm excited about that one for Dave Koz. Sharing Christmas. So that's on December 10th. And Maggie's Christmas Miracle is also on December It's going to be a great weekend. That's. I mean, I'm so excited, especially for the Maggie's Christmas Miracle. I love Jill Wagner. Um, we love Karen Kingsbury with the bridge and all that. So Which we're I have DVR'd. Our eyes out. So here's a fun thing for you guys. Uh, someone else did make a... Uh, Christmas Hallmark, or more so a Hallmark drinking game mm-hmm. for Christmas. Um, I made one too. It has kind of the same concepts, but we changed it a, a little bit for you guys. So, as you can see, if you're watching us live, we, we have some fun topics, you know, fun drinking points like snowball fight, ice skating, Christmas tree farm, or tree shopping, which every single movie that we've covered so far has Christmas tree shopping and a Christmas tree farm. Which is funny with Balsam Hill because there's been a lot of tree shopping. So many. As well as Balsam Hill somehow. Yeah, so many. And um, like hot chocolate, of course, eggnog decorating tree, Christmas music, unwanted pairing, which a lot of movies... What does that mean? So, for example, Christmas, the Christmas train, which we just talked about last week, they were paired together. They didn't want to be. We had Danny Glover's character, like, you you should work with her, and oh, you two should okay. write a story. Got you know, it. Like, the unwanted pairing, which you know. Or also... We um, know how it ends. With Love with Christmas, you know? Yes, I was just thinking yeah, about that one. Christmas. I rewatched it last night. Yes. How they had to work together on, on the same project. So, that type of unwanted pairing, where they're forced to be or together. Or Best Christmas Party yes. Ever. My but, all-time favorite with yes. Steve Lund. Please watch. So, there's an example of that. Death of a Loved One. Any reference to Death of a Loved One? <laughs> yes. <laughs> during when kids start the plot line so for example for Christmas in Evergreen we had the little girl making a wish um, those kids instigating it the all plot line. you know that's an example or also you could you can kind of switch that also when the kids are smarter than the parents like switched at Christmas when the kids mm-hmm. knew that that was their aunt and not their mom you know like the moments when the kids are smarter than, than the adults um, the awful boyfriend or girlfriend interchangeable we had one in in this weekend. We had a lot of them this weekend. Yeah, bad breakup, which they usually reference to. Um, near miss kiss, we had several of those. Several uh, mistletoe. There's always mistletoe, but you take a shot at that one. That's a fun one. And a misheard conversation. Oh, those misheard so conversations. So often that starts the whole conflict. And a snowstorm, which we definitely had in Evergreen, that caused a whole issue. Everyone couldn't get on their planes. And then there are two extra bullet points for you to add your own rules to drink. And if you want, I will provide the link below to this PDF, to this particular one, if you want to follow along. Be happy. Be drunk. (laughs) Be happy. It's going to be awesome. I was already like seeing which ones I could add. And I was thinking um, every time you see uh, a Santa Claus, Oh, Santa or, Claus. Or, Santa. That's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Or every time someone opens up a present. Ooh, yes. That's a good I, one, too. I was going to say ornaments because you have the mm-hmm. tree shopping. Well, you okay, that's included with decorating a tree, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Is the ornaments. See, but those are what the two empty bullets are there for you. Have fun. Add your own rules. Add more rules. It's Yeah, it's fun. Someone else made a list, too. I, she had Coke and I made Pepsi. Boom. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, let us know 
what you thought about the show and these movies. And we have great movies to talk about next week. In the meantime, where can everyone follow you, Stefan? Yes, uh, Dr. Lovegrove on Twitter and Instagram. And I will watch next weekend's with all of you with great delight because I think it'll be a great weekend. Yes, and it will be a great weekend for us. Thanks, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. You can follow me everywhere at Twitter. Um, at Serafini TV, you can follow all of us here. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at AfterBuzz TV. All those fun social media platforms. Subscribe to AfterBuzz TV Drama for this particular show. We have Chesapeake Shores and Men Calls the Heart as well. Christmas movies just in general. And next week, we'll actually get to talk about the event that we're going to as of right now. And we might fun post stuff. a picture... Just not from the event necessarily, but James Lott, who many of you know, took a photo of Marissa and I. If it turned out well and we <laughs> approve it, we may post it on yes. social media. We shall see. You guys, I'm in a dress. That's a very rare occasion. So hopefully, maybe a picture will maybe hit the service. We'll see. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.